the Frames Per Second Podcast. Angela, you're not supposed to take someone else's nostalgia. That's very bad. Is this starting? Angela, you may be confused as to who you are right now. You are an angry man, William Reed. I'm not angry. What's going on? It's your boy, Nikki Doucet, a.k.a. Mr. No Disrespect. And you're now tuned in to the Frames Per Second Podcast. We are continuing on our part, well, we continue on part two of our collaboration review of Watchmen with the On Deck TV Podcast. How you doing, Mr. Spike Lou? What's going on, Nick? I'm happy to be here with you guys. I'm talking about this black-ass show. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate you uh, going through this journey with us yeah. together. Um yeah, we're going to do again as far as how we did it the first part is uh first three episodes we're doing these in batches since it's only mm-hmm. nine episodes for this season. I don't know if this is an ongoing series. We haven't got a confirmation on that yet, but for this I, we're treating it as a mini series. So the first three episodes we covered, make sure you tune into that. Also it's on the On Deck TV podcast feed as well. Mm-hmm. And we're going to do 4, 5 and 6 right now. So let's get to it. We got Mike Coming back, I'm excited about <laughs> this. He said he wasn't gonna do it, but he, we brought him back. Well, we didn't do it. It was, I guess, the people brought you back in. Back? I, oh, you mean back into watching the show? Yeah, watching the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mr. Dark One got me sucked back in. Mm. So uh, how did that happen? He just posted on Facebook. Oh. And was like, actually, everyone was posting after the sixth episode. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. that was yeah, the, that was the one. biggest. The sixth one, one is, is what got people. Riled up, we'll get mm. there. Uh, that's why I went back. And I was like, all right. Number four, the episode title was "If You Don't Like My Story, Write Your Own." Uh, we meet Lady True. She popped up on the scene. Uh, we got the cold opening with the old the farmer selling the eggs. A lot of egg references throughout the whole series, as far as what we've seen them do with it. Um, I read a lot online as to far as this was kind of drawing similarities from Superman. And you guys are more comic book than I am, so I wanted to ask y'all about okay. that, her coming to mm-hmm. Bottom Land and the meteor hitting there okay. and drawing from that. What y'all think? Yeah, you know, because when you said that, I was like, oh, you can pick that up. But then I, when you said about the <laughs> us being more yeah. in the superhero thing, I, I got it. Because that was the first thing that popped in my mm-hmm. head as, as soon as I saw, oh, y'all poking fun or rewriting your version of what Superman would be. And it's I didn't really care for it all that much. Um but it is kind of cool to see, like, what would their version of Superman be, which we haven't seen. Right. But, you know, them coming down, uh, her coming there and getting the kid and all this stuff like that. But overall, I, I thought, I don't know, it just felt kind of corny and cheesy. I'm confused. The beginning what of the hell episode. Was in the, what was in the meteor? We don't know yet. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, well, was, but, okay. But the yeah, whole, but I think the whole baby like, thing and yeah, yeah, she created the baby. She said, yeah, I'm going to give you this money. For, no, wait, wait. What did she say? Because it's been a while. It was about. It was about. Uh, so she offered them money. She wanted the, she want the land because right, yeah, she land. knew something was yes. going to mm-hmm. land there. And then later, later we seen a comet land there. And she was like, "If you get guys, give me the land. I give you two million and the baby that you've always wanted." Because yeah. she pulled their records or whatnot. So they were saying that that kind of drew from the Superman story. And oh, I was asking what I you thought guys they were talking about, about the baby, like the black guy. No, no, no. Yeah, no. Nah, it wasn't the, the main guy. I thought nah, gotcha. Yeah. Okay, gotcha, yeah. gotcha, okay. Gotcha. No. So that's what they were referring to. Yeah, they we don't even referring. know what the hell was in the media. We don't know yet. We that, don't know. That's David Lindelof. You know how he is. Yeah. But, no, but no, I'm saying, how are they getting Superman from that when? Because it's a farm with two couples who can't have a, a kid of their own, lands. and then they get a child. <laughs> See what so I mean? It's, it's, it's a, it's See a farm. I, mean? yeah. I can't go. <laughs> 
Mike's not going for it. <laughs> it's a reach, but it was I, it, a, I, no. Yeah. It was it was obvious. It wasn't a reach. They did it on purpose, yeah. but it was a very eye rolling moment for me. Yeah, I, I guess that's what I wanted to know too. For you guys that were more heavily into it, was like, oh my god. I just like leave it because because DC uh, they did buy this series, The right. Watchmen. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, just like leave all that shit alone. out of it. Yeah, it should be standalone. Yeah. They got to show the seeds of their do your yeah, own of shit. their fruit mm-hmm. in, I, in everything they do. So did you guys get moving on from that? Like to Lady True, did you guys get like? Villainous vibes from her. What was the pickup on that from y'all? I don't know if I got villainous vibes. Not really. I got more of I. I'm on a mission, mm. and and because villainous vibes was well, she did kind of a little bit when she was like, "I'll kill this I'll baby." Kill baby. Yeah. Y'all matter to me. Yeah. 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 I, 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 like, <laughs> I get the baby a body. But she was like, "I'm just joking." I just think she got the best. I'm, I I got dark humor, so I I, mm. <laughs> I was I thought that was pretty funny. But but it was just more about like. I, her, the speech she was giving was about legacy, mm-hmm. and I thought that was interesting. As far as like she was keeping it a buck with them, they was like, "Yeah, we've owned this. Our, this farm has been in our family for a long time, and we want to keep it that way. That's why they didn't want to sell it to her at first. Right. But she was like, "But when y'all ain't got no, ain't kids. Got no kids, so what's your legacy gonna be? Exactly. So that, I thought that one. was interesting. Like, but it ties into the Watchmen as a whole. The series is all about legacy and generations and what it leaves with you. Mm-hmm. Um, so that kind of fits in. But yeah. I I, I now that you mentioned it, I definitely got villainous vibes, especially with her talking about she'll kill the baby and stuff like that, because she came across very, you know, like harmless and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And you know, she's kind of one of those villains that has all has all the money. So again, going back to Superman, the Lex Luthor, mm-hmm. you know, of this, her being Lady True, and um, and just being able to buy her way through uh through what uh, um. Through, through whatever she wants. Buy and create. Yeah, and, mm-hmm. and the fact that she got all her money or her wealth from pharma, which yeah. is some evil fucking shit themselves. So, yeah. So, yeah. They, they pulled us from Martin Shrelly, the, the, your boy about the Wu-Tang album, and the whole evil farmer thing. Um, question, though, as far as uh, fishing the babies out the lake and the clock thing, two things that I wanted to bring up real early. Do you guys think that because we did see her with her daughter later on when they were at the thing that she said she was building and she called it a clock. They called it a little bit more than a clock. What do y'all think that is? Like the Millennium Tower or whatever they called it? Any ideas or insights as to what you guys the, the think that is? The only thing that it reminds me of is when Dr. Manhattan in the movie Watchmen that a lot of people don't like. When he was on Mars and they, he was building <laughs> something, that big right. ass thing. That's the only thing that it reminds me of. Like what is she building and how does that... It, it, it may, it, and also it also reminds me of the Doomsday Clock as well. I think the mystery, just for me, not like I said, not being big on comic books, but picking up this series, the mystery around her, the clock, and baby, I think it did give me villainous vibes because I don't, I really can't understand, like you said, what she has going on. So I am anxious to see where they take that, and even later on, we see her partnering with Will, and and, and just wondering what that partnership looks like well, in the three day thing. That gave me pause as far as villainous because if she's with Will, then that must mean. That we would have to say he's a villain somewhat too, which is not far fetched. I don't think. Yeah. I, I mean, I think he's a. Yeah. Okay. All right, we can move we'll on to that. To we'll get to that he when made it gets statements that. that made it sound like he was out for some kind of revenge. Yeah, right? like he want he, he he against white supremacy. Well, I, I think that's what I got it. After the sixth episode, he may still be fighting the Cyclops thing. So even at his old age, hundred plus years, he may still be fighting that supremacy of Cyclops that we find out in episode six. But I'm getting ahead of myself, which we'll get to. Um, so Angie broke into the History Bank Museum. She was finding out more about her past. She learns about 
the Black Wall Street massacre and her grandmother's identity, which they held from her. I find it ironic that they broke down every aspect of the tree, but her grandmother. Did y'all see anything with that? I thought that was a just dope scene in general, like yeah. how they do Ancestry.com. Broke, broke a little acorn down. Yeah, <laughs> Got a little acorn fire. nut. You throw it in the tree and you see all that shit. Like, I thought that was just a dope visual. Um, and it was also very interesting as far as like how, why her grandmother would hold back that information on who her grandfather was. But then obviously we find that out later. But still, even then, it was just like, that's a big part of your, you know, we talk about black people. We talk about this show being very black. Mm-hmm. History is a part of that. You know, like a lot of black people don't know where they come from or the full extent of their history. So I thought that was an interesting angle they took. Mm-hmm. You agree. You know, am, yeah. I too, am I too deep? <laughs> <laughs> I'm here to listen. Okay. <laughs> I don't understand this fucking show at all. So I'm here to listen. That's the only reason I'm sitting here. Yeah, you bring up a good point. And you said Lindelof's name earlier. He did Lost, and he also did The, the Leftovers. Leftovers. Two of the, what this is. Two of the most confusing shows in the history of TV. Do you think he's doing the same thing here? Yes. Just yes. to touch the confusing well, people, point. Yes. People yes. were scared of that when they saw his name attached to this Rightfully project. so. Because they were like, because a lot of people obviously love this comic book. Uh, right. And, and. And everything that it, it it represents. So with him being attached to it, it's kind of like it's like M Night Shyamalan being attached to one of your favorite IPs. Or yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah that, that's perfect. That's a perfect example. Yeah. And that's a- ambiguity is part of his writing style. That's what he does clearly. Um, at, at for like the first three episodes, I thought he was going the straight and narrow path. And by the end of episode six, I was like, man, he's doing this Where are we at? <laughs> where are man. we? You're almost like, where are we? Uh, so I do definitely understand what yeah, you say. He's pissing me off because he's fucking this up. <laughs> you think he's fucking it up as a comic book fan, right? I think he's fucking it up as a visual. Every Like, I, I yeah. <laughs> I, 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 yeah. Now, I will say one of the more intriguing things to me is the mystery about it. Because I, I, I like Lost, and I'm going back just based off this. And looking at the leftovers, I'm on episode four. <laughs> Super weird. Like, I have no idea what the fuck yeah. is going on. But I feel like I got to get more into it. So mm-hmm. I will say that he does interest me as far as keeping the mystery out there. Mm-hmm. When you always like, even with I take it to the polar bear and the black smoke thing on Lost, mm-hmm. you're like, dude, what is going on? But right. that's what's keeping me coming back each week, though. Like, each week I'm like, I, I, I have to figure out what the fuck it is. So I think it's a gift and a curse. And you're not. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I think you're thinking logically. That's what I keep hearing about it because I haven't watched Leftovers, but I, I, I intend to. I can't wait to get to the end. Though. But Just like logically, you would think like there's <laughs> so there's so many like pieces moving that it has to end up like. Just like Somehow it's happening MCU yeah. version Like there's this big universe That you're gonna tie in At the end of it There's gonna be a, a payoff See and that's what's That's what's bothering me uh-huh. Because I loved the book Right I loved the movie Even though a lot of people Don't like the movie I, I loved, loved the movie right. Of Watchmen Yes Watchmen. Yeah I loved it too So moving into this And seeing what Lindelof is doing Is really pissing me <laughs> off Because <laughs> see This is This is This is leftovers mm-hmm. It's the same thing and I'm it's noticing that. Like, yeah. the sa- it's the same tone, the same yes. vibe, because I'm watching them both now, and it's like the whole <laughs> thing with the police and the, the chief. Like, it's the same, the same vibe. Thing. I agree yeah. with that 100%. Um, Lady True knows that Angie has the pill. We see her and them two kind of interact. She asks her in, uh, what, they speak in Vietnamese? Yeah. Yeah, they speak in Vietnamese, and she asks her about the pills, and she says if he wants them, he can come get them herself. Uh, that that's was cool. Yeah, that was, that was our first indication that Will and Lady True were working. Working together, I don't think that Lori is on the uh, outside of that conversation. Though I think that they thought that she was, but I do think hmm. she picks up on it. 
because in my opinion, for her to even lead to bugging the the desk with the cactus and the wheelchair hypothesis of him being 100 plus years old, like they making her to be super smart so, and sleuthy. And I don't like. Well, I don't she's a former superhero. Right? She? So, so she's her always, dad, I thought, right? No, she was she from was Leftovers. Okay. I mean, I'm sorry, not Leftovers. Sorry. She from was Watchmen. from the Watchmen movie. Gotcha. Like, that was, okay. She was the um, Spectre. Was Silk Spectre. Silk Spectre. Silk Spectre. The second gotcha. one. So okay. she used to be an actual so this is her slash thing. detective. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Do you, I think that was kind of cool. Do you think she knows Vietnamese or she just know that they were. She couldn't have. Because I, when she. Rev- I'm sorry, I mean to cut you off. Um. But she she couldn't have known because when she finds out later on that that's uh, what's her face's that's grandpa, right. that's mm. when she moves in. That's true. Yeah, that's okay, right. yeah, you're. But she knows right. something's afoot. That's yeah. what I thought. I thought that her being a one of those attention to detail detail characters that they've shown us them speaking Vietnamese and just like cutting back and forth. I think that would have like made her keen to what something was going on. I don't think that she specifically knows that she has appeals or anything, which is why I think she bugged the desk trying to figure out what else was going on. But I think that's what sparked it in her that Angela had well, I think she suspected more to do. Because they had she had the damn machine that picked up the car. Ah, yes, so, she did. When she yeah. came outside from the thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. that is true. And she's like, oh, that's just my car. And then she started to look everything together. You're mm-hmm. right about that. Um, Angela gives the pills to looking glass to see what they are and try to figure out what they help will with looking glass takes them to his ex we didn't see that in this episode as far as what they were but um yeah i think it was kind of as far as her bringing looking glass in the help in this world in my opinion one of the few people that angela can trust i feel like is her husband and hmm. like in my opinion I, and i just don't think bringing looking glass into this even after she found out about chief who she thought was a close friend of hers and trying to figure out what these pills are i think that that was a dumb move well i think angela doesn't trust anybody but why so why give him the pills because then? she but she knows that she has to trust like she can't do it all on her she own she trusts looking glass mm-hmm. mm. well I, I, to to a certain extent, because I don't nah, think she really she wanted to. Him. I don't think she wanted to bring this information to him until she was prepared to be like. Why not? Because because early on when she found the uh, remember when they had that scene in the car after mm-hmm. the sheriff when died, she was interrogating. And he was like, he was like, she was like, are you interrogating me? He was like, why would you think that? I like, think it was, it was like, the other way around. Well, because I think she would have brought the the uh, white supremacy stuff, the information. She would be talking to him as she's getting information. She only brought all that shit up because she needs someone who can has a connect with the farmer lab. To do this test to see what this but is. Remember, she just that he just sprung all that stuff on on her. Mm-hmm. So he can't just go out here and be like, "Yeah, by the way, the guy that killed is the uh, the chief is my great grandfather, my grandfather." Yeah, she don't know for sure. She's still trying to figure out yeah. more. I, I think that she kind of like doubled down on where she was by telling him, looking glass about the chief, and give him the clan information. Like, I trusted him. Found this in his closet. Look, everybody got something to hide. And I think she's trying to. Put that out there as like some form of solidarity to like, don't do me wrong because I found this out about the chief and I'm obviously if something else is going on and then I'll eventually find that out. So I think me stretching it and her showing him the whole like uh, Klansman outfit was her trying to get him to say. Don't fuck me. You know what she found out? What's that? She can't trust white folks. <laughs> that, that's <laughs> what I. In a long story short, that's what that's I was what, trying to when say. You brought up the so husband. she brought up the clan thing, and she was like, "Look, I, I know y'all all fucked up." And Did this you know like about brought, this yeah, shit? Exactly. And she was like, "Well, he's a white man in Oklahoma who ain't racist." I think he kind of hit her with the like, you know, good "What you expect from yeah. me?" So <laughs> and that was kind of like him saying like, "Shit, well, like if." If he could be as honest about that, then don't maybe, trust me. Yeah. I think he was telling her like, "Don't really well, trust me." Maybe just say like, "Don't trust any white man," like including me. <laughs> mm. 
Well, but I, I, as far as the husband aspect, you realize how she keeps it as, as a distance. It's, it's interesting to see that role reversal. Like when we see like usually uh, male action heroes or whatever, mm-hmm. their significant others usually the one they try to be like. I don't want to bring the life home. I keep you as far as w- away from it as possible, and I let you know what you need to know. And she's doing that with him. It's just that we haven't seen that dynamic always play out in these superhero shows. But you shows. saw this motherfucker in action. You, yeah. can't, you can't rely on him for shit. You know he gonna disappear. But that's still he somebody that she loves. Like, and you probably want to keep him away from this shit as much as possible. But he has been asking questions like, where the hell you been? Because he want to know what the fuck going Man. on. And she don't tell him. She tell him what he needs to know because if he gives him too much information, he, he, his, his life becomes um, in danger. In danger. Yeah. So he has to, she has to be careful with what she gives him. So she can't go to him. I mean, she could be like, be like, bae, like this motherfucker, damn chief had a damn uh, KKK uniform hanging right. up in his closet. But how is he going? But he's not going to be able to help her. But he yeah. did help her that one time. Remember when the when the cop Lori when she called, he and, lied. Oh, he lied. He lied for. Her. You know what I'm saying? But he was like, bro, he I can't, can't find out. Where even that, that even that lie hurt him. He was like, he had to talk hate, about it when he got home. Because like, he hate lying. Yeah. He hate lying. That's so why. what are you gonna do about this KKK uniform? Yeah. But at the same time, if you want to be, if you want to be secretive, you gotta let me know something. I'm your husband. Like I'm. No, I'm, I'm with you. He, she, she probably. I mean, they probably have a pillow talk and be like, "Damn, you ain't gonna believe what I found." But at the <laughs> same time, we talking about these motherfuckers, the White Knight. They went around killing all these motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. So you have to make sure that at least he is protected because that's the person that she loves. So she she can't just be like, just go in and just start telling him everything. But the person that can get information is Looking Glass because that's what he did. He's he's a cop slash superhero. Is his special power supposed to be like, so he got that little. They don't have any special power. So why do they assume that he can see the truth in people? Like that's, what's that's whole, what he told motherfuckers. Yeah, uh, so that's just a bullshit thing on his end. I think it's a bullshit after episode five. I think that's what I was getting yeah. to. Cause I, I I didn't know if it was a superpower or what it was supposed to be. I got you, you think that because of the show, like yeah, it, it, it leads you to believe that he can tell, or like all of them, like all the costume people, or that's how we. That's how I assume most superheroes like you got to have some type of power. But right. from what I'm seeing, the show hardly anybody got power except for like the except b- for that motherfucker that put that oil on him and slid down the thing. And he, that <laughs> move man, move man, he was just skinny as shit. I didn't understand what the hell that had to do with anything. <clears throat> that's I, I that's think that, David. That was on some Tom and Jerry. Shit I think there was, just, was a, <laughs> and I read this, so I'm not going to take credit for it. But there was a they were saying a metaphor for who's watching the Watchmen. Like, who's supposed to be watching the superheroes as the superheroes do what they do to keep us safe? To Lube Man is a Lube Man word is for the a, fans. a watcher of the Watchmen, I guess, to keep everything safe. But we may get more from that. And it was suspected that that was Petey, too. Who's Petey? The, Petey, the guy, uh, Lori's assistant, no. slash the oh. dude that used uh, the Dr. Manhattan strap on her on Could the first be. episode. But, but listen, this is David. This that motherfucker like may not nothing. ever come back. Yeah, yeah it didn't just mean be anything at all as well. I but, was um, dying when a nigga lewed himself up and slid, and slid straight in. And like, <laughs> what was that? Like out of nowhere, was, that was weird as fuck. But like y'all said, that's David. Um, so we get the backstory from Petey there for a mention when they were riding in the car, and they tell us what you guys told us about uh, Silver Spectre and her backstory and how this all came afoot and why she doesn't really have a thing for superhero that she doesn't like the mass people. Um, I thought that was a good like I thought that was the first time they were she was somewhat trying to bond with Angela to get the truth out. Obviously she was trying to use that information by revealing something to myself so you could reveal something of yourself. But for her to, to take that leap, especially with how traumatic that yeah, relationship that is was, with yeah. her mom and her daddy, is like 
Yeah, I still don't trust it though. I think that she's she she using all of her information. She's like a fed, like yeah, the, she's the prototypical fed. Like I'm always on the job, trying to figure out what's going on and do the right by the law. So I do agree. It was a cool story and a cool way that they put it, but I still think that she's using that information mm-hmm. to try to get over on Angela. Yeah, she was bullshit. <clears throat> Strangest thing by far um, of this episode before we close it out is Ozzy fishing for the babies in the in the lake. Uh, that, that, like I have, like he wasn't even just fishing; <laughs> he was inspecting them. But he was looking yeah, at and them, throwing like, them back, like which so was deformed. And which <laughs> <laughs> do y'all think that this is a lake full of babies? Like, give me some some hypothesis on what you guys think this is. It's a lake full of babies that he. I don't know if he can go to it daily or weekly to harvest them, but. That's how he gets his servants. And that made me realize that Dr. Manhattan had nothing to do with his exile. Do you think this is a t- another timeline or like what? what? Well, they, they, the, the theory I read is that every uh, episode that you see of him, it's one year. That's what I heard. A year later, or like I thought. See, I thought he was stuck in like, on some Groundhog Day shit, and it was the same thing. Well, because every the, time, day. the time moves different for him than it does on. Well, because they her. said like, what well, he's been gone for what six years. Yeah, and so, he's on like Jupiter's moon. Or yeah, something so like, like the first, so the first six episodes, they're showing you, they're saying like he's gonna show up in our the main timeline of the show before the end of the season, right? Like by episode six or seven, and they're saying like what you're seeing is like him figuring out how to get off this isle or this planet, which we see more of in the sixth episode. Yes, uh, how else would you grow clones? Which somebody besides in the lake? I'm wondering, like black fish. That made, made sense <laughs> when he did it. It made sense. I was like, okay, I could see this. So, but the way he steamed them up and they, pop, they like popcorn. Sound like, <laughs> like them motherfuckers are burning. It's too. almost like. Do y'all think this is Lady True that has him captive based yes. off the things that we see and then I, what she has going on with the farmer stuff and the? Because she bought the things. Six years. She bought, she bought that him, thing right? from him, and also there's I don't speculation. Think she got him captive though. I think she might. I think, this, and I don't know why yet, but I think that she might, and I think. Her daughter is like a clone as well. I think that's her, like a, a earlier version of her. And that's why at the end of the episode that she was feeding her those memories mm-hmm. uh, from, uh, the, from her nostalgia past. pills, from her past. Exactly. And I think oh, she's trying to. That. Yeah, she's trying to like make her because they said that Lady True, she said she got that name from her mom. And I think that she was trying to be a replica of her mom, and she's trying to do the same for her daughter to like make the legacy thing that exactly. she was talking about in legacy. the beginning true. So that's why she was having those fucked up dreams. Exactly, because she was feeding it with the drip. It was that. the pills. Because mm-hmm. remember, she talked about her and experience. And the pills were from mom. her. Her experience, Lady True's experience, not the daughter's. And she was pushing that into her. That's some fucked up shit to do to you. Very fucked up shit. And then that was the end of that episode. Well, we see Will stand up and walk. Oh, yeah, Will did get up <laughs> Y'all and say, yeah, I, I, I knew that motherfucker could walk. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Like, he, he, I, you could tell when he said he lifted 200 pounds. I, I, I kind of suspected something was always up with him anyway. He was, he had that little Cadillac laying in that wheelchair. You know, he could walk or something. <laughs> like, he was halfway yeah. in the wheelchair. You know, a nigga just that playing in a wheelchair. Yeah. I feel like this nigga could walk. Sit in here, but yeah, 100%. I, I agree with you on that. Nick, you're going to run episode. Yeah, five. so this episode is my favorite episode of the, the four, five, and six. Just really? because okay. I like the angle they took and I, and he, <laughs> Looking Glass, my favorite character, obviously, in Watchmen. Well, not obviously, but a lot of people's probably favorite character in Watchmen was Rorschach. And he's the he's the poor man's version of that. So I always want to know why is he that way. Because I know why Rorschach is that way, but I want to know why Looking Glass is that way. And that's what we find out in Episode 5, Little Fear of Lightning. Um, we start off. I love I love their cold openings so far. Yeah, their cold openings. Um, we see a younger version of himself 
during Vite's 1985, you know, squid attack mm-hmm. and what he was doing. I, it's, it's funny that he started off as a, what is it, missionary or Jehovah's Witness? Yeah, trying to save people. And funny that, as it is, that's the day that people needed to be saved. And you, and also, you know, you know how Lori calls him Mirror Guy? It was mm-hmm. funny. He was in a house of mirrors during that uh, scene. So. It was just it was just dope to see how he was traumatized by it and how his life went into that direction after that. Like he he says that he's not afraid of anything. You think he has the most confidence in the world, but he is his, this whole episode is about his fears. He's afraid of everything. Afraid of everything. Yeah. And then you know when he go, Spike, you brought up as far as when he talks to Lori, um, she's trying to interrogate him about what's going on with Angela as well too, or just in general. And she was like, I bugged your desk, so that's why I heard these certain things. He was like, what the fuck? Right. Which feeds into his fear. Like, mm-hmm. I can't trust anything you because yeah. now you're bugging me. Yeah. And that's how she finds out Angela has some pills that he that he's doing work on. He was like, you know what? I can't dose that information. That was a good-ass lie. Yeah. <laughs> that was the only lie yet. It came with that quick. Do you think quick. he would have told her the truth if, that was, if it was like any other type of – like if she gave him papers or something instead of pills? I think at that point that he doesn't trust uh, Lori. So he – the closest thing to trust that he has is his relationship with Angela mm-hmm. just because he knows her as far as from being a police force. So I do think that he would have kept whatever they had going on a secret until he was presented with the information that we seen in episode six. And then, that, then all best off for him. He like, oh, everything but a lie. Fuck it. Like, <laughs> I think that's how he took it. Um, and we also get to see his, like you mentioned, his interaction with his uh, ex-wife when he yeah. found up with the pills. Uh-huh. Um, I liked how he, when Angela was asking him, like, can you ask your ex-wife? And he was like, it was that typical, like, I don't want to talk to her right, if I yeah, don't yeah. have to, but I'll do it for you as a favor. And um, Cynthia is, is his ex-wife, so he goes to the, her lab, and we see some fucked up shit as far <laughs> as <laughs> with their cloning. Cause you can Peter see, is definitely protesting outside of this spot. <laughs> they're cloning a lot of animals, and she even asked him, like, does this look identical to this one? He's like, nah. They just throw it in the furnace. I'm mm-hmm. like, damn. like Life is meaningless yes, death. for clones. And I, I think with that one... Um, what we got to see, she told him when she was telling him what the pills were to be careful of his lady friends or whatnot, yeah. you know, whatever she said. And I think that kind of laid the groundwork for later on him getting fooled by the lady from the 7th Cavalry when they worked him on that whole thing. And that's what made me even ask you guys, do y'all think that he can tell the truth that does he have some type of special power because he seems to get fooled especially by women if we go to the flashback and then his wife bringing up the scenario then the 7k a lot that's why i don't i don't think he he can tell the truth and i think they set it up to make us think that he can Mm -hmm. when he was doing the marketing thing right when he was doing the whole um which i thought that was dope too because we see like how they're trying to get people to move back to new york or new jersey thing yeah and they like he's like i think he was telling them real shit yeah you know um and that this marketing campaign wouldn't work because you guys are taking the wrong approach Mm -hmm. but i don't think he was able to tell that just by looking at their faces or that they were doing that just for a paycheck um i also think that if if you go back to the hall of mirrors and you know obviously that's why he's wearing the reflection shit um out as well as to protect them from the squid attack that came and killed all those people. It freaked him out. But like you said, he got fooled by the woman that brought yeah. him in there. And you know when he I was watching it. I, That's his weakness. Or That's his, his inability weakness. to believe someone is truthful. He believed what she was saying. He also believed the people, that religion too. Yeah, he should As be. well. So he goes into the Hall of Mirrors, the shit blow up. He gets fooled. He comes out. She got this weird-looking smile on her face. 
all of the other Jehovah Witnesses dead. are dead. So the she lied to you. And then the reason why you were doing this thing for religion, you found out them motherfuckers lied Black to you as well because they did. And then he goes, I, I don't know if this is your point, but he can't even trust himself like with his decision making. And I think that's what we see in this episode is that whenever he goes off of something that he believes is right, yeah, it, like you said, Ken, it, it ends up being wrong. Mm-hmm. And even his ex-wife was like, I, I tried for seven years while we were married to convince, to convince you. you that I wasn't going to run off with your clothes. And he was like, I had seven years of bad luck. And it was just... The, yeah, he was one of them dudes. Yeah, yeah, like one of them dudes, like the doomsday preppers that you see on A and E. Because a woman is the one that that created that him in yeah. that scenario. Yeah, yeah, she took all your clothes, and you got to come out like you think you about. That's to get all they sell. Yeah, you think you about to get your dick sucked for the first time? <laughs> and then, gotcha, got your ass. Uh, there was something else. He should have called her ass though. Yeah, he should have. He should have been able to catch her. Fuck that shit. But naked in the house of mirrors, fam. That is nasty. Well, we we see how he lives too. Like when you um, eating, uh, you're talking about eating the pork and beans out the can and, shit. <laughs> like, uh, and watching uh, gay, gay porn. porn. Yeah, <laughs> but no, y- y'all see that that was an episode of The Watchmen that he was watching. No, the Minuteman. Yeah, Minuteman. Yeah, the, the TV series. No, no. What's the name of the TV series yeah, that they're watching on? It's, there? it's the history of the Minuteman. That's the TV series yeah. that they're watching on. There? That mm-hmm. was an episode from that. Did yeah. y'all see that? Mm-hmm. The whole gay sex scene? Yeah, because I think they expounded a they little bit. They were trying to prepare us for what was going to happen. Yeah. Okay. Uh, which I thought was, I just thought that was just weird, but. Yeah. Because they don't always. It made him look super weird. Yeah, because you don't know what they're talking about, if it's about the TV show or if it's about him. Right. I thought he was just watching some weird gay porn. Right, exactly. Right. That's what I thought at first, too. And then I went back and watched the episode again. It was actually a part of the series that they've mm-hmm. been pumping on the show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I just And I also yeah. thought it was weird. It was interesting as far as like he has that, what's called EDS. The extra dimensional security yeah. stuff that he orders and stuff like that to to and the reflector team yeah that's the name of the stuff in the, on the inside of his uh, helmet that's why he wears his uh, mask on the inside because which he, the detective called him out on right and said it was bullshit too yeah, so sleep off like, I sleep fine yeah how you sleep <laughs> exactly what he was telling me he had that so I thought all of that was one hundred percent interesting he even sleep yeah he he in his own bunker that's the only way he can go to sleep is is being under that. Aluminum foil, whatever the fuck it looked like. Man, that would be me too, man. I, yeah, I was just lie. about to say though that that's not for offense, man. Like that was a traumatic ass event. This dude was the only the pan away from that shot when they first showed it at the uh, beginning when the squid did land and he was there. That was fucking fire, and I think it kind of put into perspective his perception of it. Like I'm the only motherfucker that kind of made it through that. Like all these people around me are dead, and he still remembers that eerie ass shit of how it happened. So I do think that it's. We're meant, led to believe that this is reasonable for him to be sleeping in a bunker and doing the fucking alarm thing 740 times when you're only supposed to do it 30. I do think that there was a reasonable path that got him there. Mike, I want to ask you, as far as, since you like the movie, one of the main criticisms of the movie was that they didn't show that giant squid scene mm-hmm. because that's a big part of the comic and it lays for the rest of the story. But they showed it in the show. Do you understand why they showed it in the show and not in the movie? Because it's more of a long-winded format. You could showcase a lot more shit. Or is the movie fine the way it is? Like, pretty much, can you defend the movie? Yeah, I mean, the movie's ending made ten times more sense. It's just a bomb versus it's a giant squid. The giant squid never made sense, even when I read the book. But it was a comic book, so it was fine. I don't really get why they went back to the squid in the show or why they have this part where there's baby squids that just rain out of the sky every now and again. Like, I don't get any. <laughs> like, See, I, I think that that's Lindelof's, like, 
thing at conspiracy theories because mm-hmm. he's saying the government is doing the squid thing. He said the government oh, created okay. it, and he said that continuously that the squid falls come from the government and they're manufacturing all this oh. to keep people like within whatever they're trying to keep. Keep the tension up. Yeah, because like, on the next scene, we've seen him hosting the little – what is it? The AA meeting for yeah. everybody that had the squid fears like him, mm-hmm. and then from there he met the girl from the Seventh Cavalry, and she set the trap for him to follow him. Right? Yeah. And mm-hmm. but but before we get into the girl, like the discussion they were having was really dope as far as genetic trauma, and like how oh, there's yeah, certain there was the black guy who was talking about like I was a baby or I wasn't even born yet when my mom experienced that what happened in 1985. But I feel like because how I was raised and what we went through. I feel like I was a part of that trauma as well. It's like it seems like it keeps getting passed down. There was some good commentary. I I, I referenced that to uh, how black people feel about the police. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like there's a slavery. Take it a step further. Yeah. I think it's just slavery, post-traumatic slave syndrome. Mm-hmm. I think is what uh, Doctor Gunroy. I hope I got her name right. Joy Gunroy mm-hmm. uh, coined it. She wrote a whole book about it. Nice. And um, and it's really interesting read. And I think. There are elements of that in this book, and he's using um, slavery, and he's telling like that through other means, like right. the squid. Nice is part of that too, and I think that's what why he used the black guy to say that because black people there are some black people that do experience that with the way that we rear our child, with the way that we are so fearful of the way or the way we try to control our ch- child in open public environments. Because, you know, we'll try to keep them close. Oh, you don't be running around and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And this is one of the examples she used in the book, whereas white people let their kids just kind of roam on and explore the world and mm-hmm. talk to people and do this, that, and the other. We tend to hold our closer to our chest because when they did that back in the day, you know, they, they would get them. snatched up. Yep. Or And the reason why we sometimes or why parents talk down about the kids is because when you – Talk, talk them up, up, they take them. They'll take them. So, so you have mm-hmm. you would have these scenarios all where they would say, "Oh, he's such a nice baby. Oh, he's bad. He don't do this and do that." Mm-hmm. That comes from when they do praise their children. The white slave owners took them and sold them because uh, he is big and he is strong. And if you were to agree with that, they take that. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was a means of protection. I heard that, that on hidden colors. Yeah, yeah, that's been passed down. I've mm-hmm. never seen that by the way. Mm-hmm. But it's a, it was a means of protection that's been passed that we haven't let go of. And we're still holding on to it. And, and yep. what was a form of protection is now being de- is detrimental to, to us growing. Yeah. That was dope. Yeah. That's, that's why I'm hearing that I ain't getting any. <laughs> <laughs> none of that. Yeah. No, that's dope, though, because I, I, I thought the same thing that Ken said. There, there was a, I, the black guy talking about it and even hearing that theory before. And that, that stuck out to me immediately watching this. Mm. So I, I liked it. But then, obviously, we cut to him, you know, seeing the chick. She Chasing the tail again. He said something about thinking with the one-eyed snake or some shit like mm. that that he said. He said know. something <laughs> about that, and they thought he was talking about the squid. He's obviously talking about his dick, though, I think. Like, I just, <laughs> that's, what, that's the only thing I know. I was like, this nigga. Uh, he just can't get right. Like, yeah, like, he, he, he all lose all focus for pussy. So, uh, Man, that's just. That's men. <laughs> the world, period. <laughs> especially men like him. Yeah, like, he's just like, ah, oh, she's giving me a shot. Mm-hmm. You know, so. so, like, with that bar scene was, I really like that conversation they were having because mm-hmm. I don't know if. She played him like she a She played him like a fiddle, but you could tell, like, she was good at what she was saying because he couldn't even break it down because at first she was giving him little lies. Mm-hmm. I don't know if she was trying to but test think him. Think about see. this is the guy. Two roping him in. Think about this is also the guy that's supposed to be able to tell the truth. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, was she giving those out to see how good he is? 
Because then she also say, I don't think she knew that that's supposed to be his power, that's his to do. ability. That way he can do. I think that's just for telling us audience. that. He, yeah, yeah, I think it was for us, the audience, like, this guy ain't what he say he is. Mm-hmm. All of this shit's a lie. So that's why I asked that earlier, too. Yeah, because... Cause afterwards, like he, you know, they got drunk, looked it up. He want, he want to go home, whatever. She's like, nah, I got my. Yeah, and even like, it's far fetched, but it's a TV show. Like, oh, we set this up for her to walk in, you to follow her out, the lettuce to fall off. Like, how like the planning of that was prestige. That made sense to me because when the nigga tried to bust the nut, he was like, shit, fuck it, let's go. (laughs) But she tried to leave him, so she had to even think that he would follow her. Right, like she tried to get away. Her little uh, buddy know. came and picked her up, mm-hmm. and the lettuce fell off. And he's like, "Oh, well, let me call this in," and then let us intercept the call from the radio. There was a lot that went into them mm-hmm. getting him at that spot. Yeah, because they know him. Yeah. Humans are creatures of habit, regardless. No matter how smart you are, you're gonna have some type of pattern. If they crack the code, then they know how to get to you. Right, that's true. So, like that to me, that the lettuce falling off the truck, the one. Sh- what is it? Uh, what do they call it? Head of lettuce mm-hmm. falls off the truck. I would have been like, all right, bro, let's just call this in. Yeah, I'm gonna, hey, th- there's a truck. I got to get your license plate for you. I don't know where they're headed. You probably can catch them going westbound, and I'll stay right there where I'm at. I don't got to Yeah, he, he did a lot of things that didn't make sense, like running in, into the building, you know, without backup there. <laughs> what are you going to do? <laughs> you know, so he didn't even have a gun because he found a gun in the truck. <laughs> like, he didn't even have a weapon. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like that writing. That, that, yeah. that didn't make logical sense to mm-hmm. me. But what, but what I did. What I found interesting was when he got in the warehouse, you saw that uh, portal, mm-hmm. them playing with the portal. I thought that was dope. What were they throwing? Were they They're, throwing basketballs? They were throwing like basketballs, about, yeah. and it would come were out they? in another place. Oh. Uh-huh. Okay. So, so they, they would just, throw it, and they'd say they'd write down the coordinates of where it came out. Mm-hmm. And they were saying that they used, you remember the first episode, the batteries that they everybody was collecting the batteries? Y'all remember that they had all the batteries in the bucket? They, oh, know, yeah, yeah. For some reason or mm-hmm. another, I think that they're, well, not for some reason or another. They were saying, I read online, that they were using the batteries to create the portal. And they're collecting more and more batteries to try to create more portals for whatever the big plan is. Mm. So, yeah, so. Maybe it's working. When he, when he gets to the warehouse and he sees them doing that fuck shit, obviously he tried to be Captain. Well, not Captain, <laughs> captain Sable. Sable. <laughs> but he was like, hold on. Well, he at that point, he already knew the girl was gone. Like, he, right. she she's with the enemy. But then he just pulls up that one gun and like, all right, everybody, you're under arrest. Like you said, Ken, like, what the fuck did he think was going to happen? Especially how things were so laid out for him. They even planned him having a gun. And he was like, right. he over here shooting blanks, literally. And yeah. they're like, all right. I think they did that also to show us that the uh, the governor, the mayor, the dude, that he was the head of the 7th Cavalry. I don't think that we get that reveal any other way without taking looking. I think that whole thing was to take looking glass there. Because he's the most to, serious detective out of, right, out of the show. Right, for him to find that out. And then, like, well, they're okay. recruiting him. Right, and they yeah. want him on their side, too. So I, I do think that that was the reason that so we could find out that King, what is it, Governor King or whatever it may be, that he's behind it. Well, I, it was funny also because she was like, I am a radiologist, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> she got to clarify the lie, which yeah. was a lie. Um, so, like, we see they obviously take him to another room, mm-hmm. and he gets interrogated. Um, not interrogated, but, like, they're talking to him as far as, like. The Grand like, Wizard. Yeah. Right, yeah. In a, in a friendly manner. Like, it wasn't. Like, you, How is white people supposed to talk to yeah, the white well, people? Well, because, like, I think, because under my, I'm thinking, all right, this nigga dead. Like, they about oh, to kill nah, this motherfucker. Nah. I thought they were going to kill him. Nah. We only got, like. Then why would they set him up? Why right. would they go through yeah, they all lured the him, they, they It was something. Yeah. They, they could have shot him outside the club if right. they were going to kill him. Yeah, and he does, and the, the governor who 
ends up revealing himself. He, him. he he did say that we could have killed you. That's his closest way for Angela to get to It Angela. was like, yeah, he said, why are you still wearing the hood? I can, I, I know it's you. <laughs> I'm like, bro, take it off. Yeah, so I think people uh, theorize that he was a part of Calvary. Mm-hmm. But to hear that it was him and the, uh, the chief or the sheriff, they were like, oh, yeah, we're doing this just to uh, to make sure the whole – you know, this whole thing goes off smoothly. Like, we don't want anything to get crazy. Like, it was me and the sheriff were working together with the cavalry to keep things leveled out, which was a fucked up way to say that because it was like a lot of the white night happened under y'all watch. You know, a lot of police officers die. Mm. What, what is the big plan? And like, that's what they're leading to. Like, there's something bigger than this. And mm. this is what we've been trying to taper off. Um, and then he was also like, I'm also going to show you something, too, as well. Right. Just to again to recruit you and understand where we're coming from and how everything is in what it seems what did y'all think about uh that reveal as well i think that was perfect i, I love the video and the the actor that plays with looking glass or whatever what's his real name uh, tim allen yeah not tim allen the no. guy that played the, the, the looking glass character he bodied that scene as far as he didn't have to say anything just the the facial expressions and how he was receiving the information as to I can't believe my whole life has been a lie. Like, I've been sleeping in this bunker and doing again. these tests. Yes, mm-hmm. again, and, like, all of this shit was fake. But he was also relieved. Like, he was also like, God damn, finally. Like, I ain't got to sleep in the thing another night, right? But it was pissed off because I've dedicated my life to doing this. Mm-hmm. So I think that was some great acting by him, just, like, seeing those emotions on his face. Well, then, there was relief, and there, there's still, as we saw at the end of the episode, there's still that fear that's there. Yeah. So he's still... Don't believe what he was told. Because he went back to pick up the security yeah, system. Yeah, he still picked up too. the security system. But I found it interesting that he, the the senator, found Angela more of a threat than him. Because remember, the senator was like, after he showed the video, he was like, "Oh yeah, by the way, she black." Think about what. Thank you. <laughs> like, like she black. Like, it's, think about what you just said. <laughs> yeah, but I, I I understand that. But at the same time, it's just like he was like, "Yeah, I need you to to either get her out the picture, or I'm gonna kill her and her and her family." Mm-hmm. Right. And. Well, she's like top cop, right? Like, she's like the top cop. Like, who, if anyone is going to derail what they got going on, it's going to be her. So they have to address that, right? So you wouldn't think, the actor's name is Tim Blake Nelson, but you Mm -hmm. wouldn't think Looking Glass. He ain't been out there kicking people's ass, though. Like, she's been the one, I think, continuously, even the, the governor has seen her, like, wrangling up the bad guys when they went to Nixonville and they brought all these people in. Like, he was at the precinct, I think, when they were bringing all these people in and doing the questioning. So he sees that she's leading the charge. And he knows, I feel like, that she'll throw a monkey rich in his plan. I don't think that he thinks the same about uh, Looking Glass. Hmm. I would think the conspiracy guy would be the first guy you want to get out. Well, who's going to believe him? Yeah, that was right? true. Yeah, I was like, that, that's probably his biggest advantage. Like, even if we get you in here, you follow us and some miraculous way you make it out of this warehouse and you go tell everybody they're lying this is all a bullshit lie like nobody's gonna believe him he's a follower right like no one is gonna believe that that's actually true coming from him because he is the conspiracy theorist guy yeah so it's perfect setup jehovah witness he he had this whole thing (laughs) with the religion he followed that he followed this whole thing about the squid you know until that was revealed to be fake so it's easier to get somebody that wants to believe in something so badly mm-hmm. to follow something else. So when you come around and, it, you know, like you say, it's conspiracy theory guy. So when you come around and tell him, like, here's another conspiracy theory 
that or here's another conspiracy or here's, here's another lie the government has told you to manipulate you through all this time. You've been living in a bunker. You've been testing this machine 500 damn times to the point you broke it. Like all you did all of this for nothing. That's going to break him. And it broke him to the point where he betrayed Angela at did, the end. Did you think he would do it? I didn't think he was going to do it. I did. I didn't think he was going to do it because I thought he was because Angela came to him with the information first, right, to go on mm-hmm. this whole trail. So I would think that he would be like, "Look, there's some fucked up shit going on. that has got my mind blown. Let's continue to work on this together." But then again, obviously, when the senator says, "I'm gonna kill your whole her whole family if you don't do this," then like you said, at that point he's broken, so he doesn't know what to believe or what to do. So he's like, "Fuck it, I don't want her to die anyway." So let me just go along with this. Well, plan. we don't know if he did it because he was broken or he was trying to protect her. We just know at this point that he did it. And he turned out to be a snitch and another person that ultimately she ended up couldn't. Well, I don't know if he was. Well, I guess. Well, not necessarily a snitch. I was going to say, do you, do, you, do you think it was a good way thing go, to do? He, dime, he, he made her dime herself out. Um, do I think it was a good thing to do? Yeah, because I think they were going to kill her. I think they were going to go in there and kill the whole family. I don't think that was an idle threat. He was dead motherfucking serious. So um, if he did it to protect her, then that's great. But maybe there was another way to do it, right? So he could have he could have actually put, like you said, I think where you alluded to, put her to the side, like, look, here's this thing that went down. You know, especially they've been working together so long. Here's this thing that went down. I was changing such and such. It was a lie. They revealed this thing. They said they're going to kill you if you don't back down. You know, what do you want to do? But he didn't do that. He made her tell on herself. Right. I was super confused about that, too. Because I was like, why didn't he just go to her and be like, yo, this is what they're planning? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like, he doesn't know what to believe in anymore. But he but he knows something's fucked she's up. he's not yeah. doing anything crazy. True. So why wouldn't he just be like, yo. I think he was trying to protect her, though, right? Because they told him, if you don't take her off the board, then we're going to. So but I, I think th- what we're saying is, like, you could have pulled her to the side and be like, yo, you need to kind of. Get back down for it, yeah. or they, let's fake this whole thing. Yes, uh, pretend. Let give them this little bit of information. Let them do that. I, I just didn't. It didn't make sense. Well, yeah, okay, I see what y'all are saying. Why is he now putting more trust in them? As far right. as I, 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 but I, I, it also yeah. is a, it, I, it's a clear setup for episode six, right? For her to take the pills to take to the pills. I know, but they seemed ch- a little cheap, didn't they? Yeah, because I thought she was gonna take the pills some, or like she was gonna do something with the pills in a different way. Um. Because obviously her finding them and then Lady True talking about her with them, it's like, okay, those pills mean more than what regular pills. The second well, they said it's nostalgia, I was like, oh, she's going to take them. Exactly. The second they said these pills are nostalgia and they explained what nostalgia was, I was like, okay. Uh, see, She'll be taking those by the end of the episode. <laughs> I give her about 15 more minutes, she's yeah. going to be taking the pills. And, and she did. Maybe he tries to, in his head, thinking he's protecting her by giving her up. And then I'm also... Throwing Lori a bone because she thinks that I'm giving her up, but in reality, I know if she's in jail, that the Seven K can't do anything to her. I don't know. So maybe he thinks he's helping everybody, and he's like staying out of it. I don't know what Lori's angle is because well, I think that Lori's just trying to figure out who killed the chief. Like I think that she's like bottom line, it doesn't matter to me. I don't give a fuck who the good guys or bad guys. Y'all do the superhero shit on your own time. I'm here to figure out who killed the chief. Yeah, she just there to do it. Yeah, like she just only there to do her job. And I think that Looking Glass throwing her Angela. 
kind of makes looking glass think, okay, I know that if she's with them, she's protected because she'll be in jail. So they're not going to be able to get her. They're going to think that I did what they asked me to do by getting her off the board. And then Lori gets a bone also because she knows the cactus is here and she hears this. So I think that he thinks that was his get out of jail free card, like me doing this. Boom, I'm I'm done. But obviously, I don't think that's the case. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, she takes the pills and <laughs> that's about it. And we know that that's wrong because she take the whole bottle. You should never take a whole bottle of pills in general. That but shit nostalgia, made no goddamn <laughs> sense. Not one. Just with down no, all with, of with, them. with no water. Them pills look thick as hell too. Other man, it was big horse pills. <laughs> in their right mind, would douse a whole bunch of pills just to keep them out of the hands of the somebody detective. else. Yeah, well, that was these. that was dumb as shit anyway because. She didn't know what the fucking pills were. She only found out what they were because Looking Glass said that that's what what my girl said they are. And then after that, it turns out that Looking Glass set her up. So she's so stupid. Why didn't she think, well, he just set me up. Maybe these pills are not what I think. And she took them anyway. Mm -hmm. I'm telling y'all, man, I've been sitting here so quiet and listening to (laughs) y'all because I have not understood anything with this show. Nothing. I'm with you, Mike. Like, I've been hating every minute of this fucking show. Really? But yes. I, hate I, I ain't gonna say I hate it. I hate the show, I, and I'm weird with my TV like that. Like there has to be something that draws me back every week. Like the only reason I feel like I watched the first season of Game of Thrones and got to when they spoiler alert cutting mm-hmm. Ned's head off in episode nine was like I couldn't figure out what the premise was. Yeah, like yeah. I couldn't just wrap my head around it, and, and that's what also made just going to the movie genre. Um, Once upon a time in Hollywood, mm-hmm. like I was watching it for an hour and a half. I'm like, Dude, what the fuck is this movie about? And sometimes for me, like that brings me back in every week, and I think mm-hmm. that they're doing a good job of doing that for me. Mm-hmm. But I can understand how it frustrates some people. As yeah, well. yeah, because I like you know I like weird artsy mm-hmm. movies. I like I don't need things to make sense. Right. But watching this, I just feel myself, my stomach is tight and I start getting pissed. Because I'm like, what the fuck? What are y'all doing? This yeah. is just like nothing is making any sense and yeah. it's not keeping me entertained. Gotcha. Well, that's what, Lou, like looking at you watching, I'm, I'm more curious about fans like you because mm-hmm. we've read the comic or aware of the comic right. and, and the story that it tells. So like we're just trying to put these pieces where the comic either left off or s- explain some things that the comic didn't go into. Oh, I gave that up a long time ago. <laughs> but it, but, like, but that's still two, but that's up. confusing to us. So like if it's a random fan who's just like, oh, I just want to, I like Regina King. Let me just watch it's the show. It's not so for me because it's I already crazy. knew they were unrelated. Like this is supposed to be a sequel or 30 years after. So I wasn't really trying to put pieces together. But the world is so different. That's yeah. the thing that bothers the me. The world about has already been so created. Much. Mm-hmm. It's like this world is not what was in the books or the movie. And I get what you're saying that it's mm-hmm. it's kind of supposed to be unrelated. But for two episodes, I was just like, all right, how the fuck does this even slightly relate to the left um, to the, uh, to Watchmen? Mm-hmm. And it doesn't. Yeah. So that's why I've just been sitting here having y'all explain it because I I have never felt this dumb in my life. Mm. Where I'm sitting here like, what? Now that you guys say that and you ask me that, I think it is more of a vanity piece for Lindelof, right? Because when I heard that he was doing this, being a fan of Lost and hearing so much about the leftovers, like I told you, I went back to go look at leftovers. And I guess you're asking me as far as putting the pieces together. I don't try to do it in the comic book world. I'm trying to put it together in his world. Mm -hmm. Like I go back and watch this in hopes of, okay, I can understand more on Lost or as I'm looking at the leftovers. So I do think that what you guys are saying, what Mike's saying especially, is true. But as someone who's coming from it, like I'm a fan of the the writer, the guy that created the story, mm-hmm. I'm kind of getting 
what I asked for as far as the weirdness that he does and then it tying into the other series that he did, if that makes sense. See, that's what's weird, though, is mm-hmm. like Lost is one of my favorite shows really? of all time. I me too. Love that I agree. Show. It's top five for me. And Leftovers, I loved, even though the ending, you'll get there. Uh, it's not, it's <laughs> I'm, not, so I'm, I'm not saying it's bad. <laughs> yeah. It's not bad. Um, but even with that show, like, I loved Leftovers. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not sure why this is bothering me so much because I knew it was going to be weird. Right. I guess I just didn't know it was going to be the same exact kind of weird as Leftovers. Did you lo- did you really love the Watchmen comic? Yes. That's probably why, in my opinion. Because it seems like if you – because you love that and you know his writing style, maybe you're like, these two don't mix well. But at first I thought they would because the comic book is weird and I thought this was going to be weird. But it just seems like it's almost like it's weird for weird's sake. And mm. now it's just starting to irk me. Gotcha. That yeah, because the lube guy doesn't. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, you just I don't threw know. that shit in there because it was weird. <laughs> it, 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 there was no real purpose to it. And, and to, even if you see that, like, why would you chase him? Like, who the yeah, fuck are you? Like, she, hey, she stop. Yeah. But to your point about the vanity piece, I, I do think this is a way, this is a vehicle for him to get the wokeness mm. that he has out of his system. And he's able to explore that or do that through this world. Mm. With the, See, with this the heavy I didn't know he was there. like that. This is my first because I, I, I remember Lost, but I wasn't that into it, and I I haven't seen the leftovers, which I need to go watch. But watching this, I didn't realize this guy was that. I think based he off is. Of those I think shows, it's a new oh, woke. He, it's a new woke. Yeah. It's okay. a new woke. One hundred percent. And even in Lost, he just tried to do the whole evil versus good, black versus white thing. He threw it in there too. Not but black. He said white, he was going through in Lost. White. He said he was going through. Well. That, we can talk about that later. <laughs> I think that's that was my first nugget of I don't like this. Mm. Was when it was just like, all right, this is gonna be a whole show about race. It's like, all right, yeah, because that was your you were like, why can't black people just be be people? <laughs> can we just be superheroes? <laughs> I was talking about that the other day. Like, why can't we just have a regular black movies where it's not? But that's another conversation. Yeah. Uh, right before this went off, though, the Seven Cavalry did run into Wade's house. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I think the name coming to kill. It came to kill me? Well, I, I, ever since I watched Game of Thrones, I don't get attached to no characters, so I just take it for what it is. If I, I got to pay that off, though. Like, I got to see him on screen. Like, but that was a lot they of had, motherfuckers. If they, they come shotguns. back next he week and it's like that. a funeral. He don't really do that that often, though. Like, was kill major characters. Off That's screen? very rare. Gotcha. No, no, I mean, period. Okay, gotcha. It's, it's kind of rare. If you think about Lost, You're right. he wasn't really killing off major characters very often. Sure it was would. very rare. At the worst, they disappear and come back like a season <laughs> Right. Like, damn, where he been Right. At? I think I don't think he's dead. I think they ran up in the house, and who knows? Yeah. They might try to brainwash him or something. I don't fucking know. But what, what would be the – I didn't get that part either. So what was the reason for them – why well, not show up and rush? Because in he there. did what they asked him exactly, to do. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, right. So sense. why were they upset? So why would they run in Just there? It's a loose end. That's what I was saying. It is. Like, oh. it, like he already since he already did that and he already knows too much anyway. He's fried. let's kill like, his ass out. I, I, I would think though, if I'm the governor, dude, like I'm not wasting any more. Like he's fried, dude. Like I said, you don't know if he's conspiracy theorist, if it's the truth. Like, but you're underestimating him at that point. Yeah, but I don't see. I don't see any reason. He's to giving kill me a reason like, to. Yeah. The thing is, they went to him and they said, "You need to do this, or we're going to kill her family." And he did it. Why didn't they just bother? Why didn't they just go kill her family then? If it was like that, yeah. like why would they even waste their time going through him if they were just going to kill him afterwards anyway? Yep. Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. Because then again, it is this motherfucking guy. So <laughs> maybe he just want to give him a dilemma. To they go might through. run in there and start playing fucking Twister. Right. Who knows? Fuck. Like, <laughs> uh, but yeah, that, right. I I thought it was also funny that he threw away the. Uh, the machine that he ordered. And then went and back got, to get it. Go like, he still don't fully believe in it, though. I thought it was just because, nigga, I spent all this money on it. Might as well, shit. Nah, I think nah, he's just he confused. Still don't believe like, it. he's mm. just like, is this happening? Is this not happening? Do I believe this? Do I not? He's the he's just extremely lost about what's going on. 
Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, I like he's probably the only character that I really like on this show. Yeah, I he's agree. my favorite. I you know. agree with that. He is my favorite character. But the, yeah, him. I would say him. Hmm. All right, so uh, Not epi- episode yeah. six. <laughs> this is the this meat epi- and potatoes of the episode. The title, the extraordinary, Ooh. the extraordinary being. Um, yeah, people have said this is the best episode of TV this year. Oh, fuck out of here. <laughs> I've been, re- I've been reading that a lot. Oh people, my god! People have been. People think this is like ground. This episode is groundbreaking. This is a good episode. I don't want. I don't want people to think <laughs> that I don't think this is a good episode. We sit here and we talked about this though when we did another series. We did Snowfall. Mm-hmm. Same episode to me. I feel like it's Snowfall season finale. The flashback, the taking you completely out of the world mm-hmm. somewhere else, giving you information. And then throwing you back into the world at the very end of it. Mm-hmm. That's what I got from this as far as I think it was better placement than Snowfall put theirs at the season finale. Right here in the middle of the season, which is my complaint when Snowfall did it. Yeah. Uh was putting it mm-hmm. at the end, like when we were waiting for answers. I think it was a good episode. Uh but that definitely can we all, some can we all agree? Gripes. Is that a, I got it was gripes. my favorite episode of the whole series so far. This okay. was the only episode yeah. where I actually enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Best piece of tv this yeah if you watch fucking friends all day right maybe i was gonna say if you're watching netflix man, right yeah like are you six, watching family feud right. like the fuck you watching this is the best tv of that's what, the entire year that's what like, what? but it, but i i will just have to say like i i'm seeing this from a lot of people who are non-black that's what I, as far as the that's why they say that because they're supposed to yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. what i'm saying they, they think that that comes with this it's, H, it's hbo and they lean into it's hbo it's these, black and these white the white dude saying that to paper butterfly is the best album ever made yeah and they was doing one or the best album of the decade or that. second best, the West. <laughs> and that's another conversation. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> mm. No. Um. So this episode starts off with hooded justice. We see him in his whole origins well, on the TV show. Mm-hmm. We see him being interrogated by the FBI, mm-hmm. right? And in that interrogation, did you? They they already started to try to slip the gay stuff in there. Did you guys hear that? When mm-hmm. they were talking about him sleeping yep. with Hoover? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that goes back to episode five where we see that gay scene with the... From the uh, exactly, yeah. from the TV show. So, um, thoughts on that? Just from them starting out and that whole showing his face and him being a white guy, and what did you get from it? Um, well, <laughs> that was the first time I really noticed his costume like that in detail because that was the first with time... The yeah, with the noose and I was like, why sex does, stuff. Why does the white guy have a noose around his neck? Sex stuff. <laughs> but it was I was like, all right, whatever. I, I just thought I was like, all right, let's just get through this cold open. You thought they were doing a Jesse Smollett costume. <laughs> <laughs> I did, that did Bro. bring up something. That joke was in my head. I, did, I was thinking yeah, about it. I was like, good. how does this tie into Empire? But um <laughs> Then you start calling then you tell Jesse Smollett should be his his Halloween costume. <laughs> I did like I, I I liked it. I liked when he punched the dude and you know and they started fighting. That was cool. Yeah. They didn't fight back. They just got their ass. Beat. I know, but it's hooded justice, <laughs> motherfucker. Like what did you expect? Ain't no madman looking this at motherfucker. ass motherfucker like that gonna whoop my ass. Right. Ain't no way. Saying yeah. homophobic shit to him, he probably was gonna whoop his ass. <laughs> well my thing was like I should put his dick out and slap him in the t- <laughs> in the forehead with it. Like bitch, all right, put them jokes now, bro. <laughs> it's unhooded now, motherfucker. <laughs> Hooded justice, literally. <laughs> what if he's, he he got circumcised too? <laughs> oh hell no! <laughs> literally hooded justice. <laughs> <See>? <laughs> oh, shit. 
Um, Damn, that's funny. But I just thought that was, I don't know. I, I knew there was gonna it was going to tie in somehow. Some it way. was a setup because it, we yeah. had seen the scene before, so they just tried to, it, it was just to try to throw it you was, off. It was pretty much, because also there was a that uh, cold open or scene from the uh, TV show within the TV show when he busted into that grocery store. Or whatever, and he mm. started beating up those people. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, that was, yeah, was that was, dope. That was dope. So this one was like, all right, this is a, a, a little bit lower grade oh, than that yeah, one, yeah. but that was from the it original. It was going to tie. Series. I knew yeah. it had to tie in. Uh-huh. That's true. I thought he was tied up. That's why I was confused. I, I I didn't realize he just has ropes around his wrists. Oh yeah, as part of the outfit. Yeah, yeah I, I thought I, he was, I was tied up. I was like, how did he well. just get up and just whip everybody's ass with his arm? Oh, okay. <laughs> all right, so. We figure out that Lady True was the owns the company for the nostalgia pills. Lori went to go talk to her about what to do since we figured out that um, she had taken the whole bottle, Angie, right? Yeah. Angie had taken the whole bottle. So then she goes to see her in jail, and the hallucinations start. Right? Yeah, because that's a dangerous amount. You're not supposed to take anybody. Lori right. explains you ain't supposed to take about anybody's memories. Um, it, it's, it's a reason why it was discontinued, mm-hmm. and you could go into a, a deep coma. But before that, let me get these <laughs> questions off for you. Like, I don't understand why she even asked her any questands like that. Like, she was just going. Like, she, y'all don't understand the whole sign the release form, let us pump your stomach. Like, this is going to happen. Like, I don't understand why they threw that in there. I agree with you there. But, uh, yeah, so, like, seeing her just pass out, and then obviously we go back in time into Will's uh, history. That I like that aspect. That I was thought good. that was dope. Yeah, just yeah. leading into it, her soaking into that world. I, I think that was And also really her being, dope. like, Switching out with him uh-huh. as far her as like, living the pain, yeah, yeah. Exactly. not just being told it, yeah, but just actually living going it, experiencing through it. it. Like, yeah. and we first seen it start with the he was on the police thing, and the white guy walked by and he didn't shake his hand. Then the black guy comes by and he hit him with the cyclops thing. Beware the cyclops, right? Yeah. Well, it starts off with him. Um, was was he getting inter- inducted into the academy mm-hmm. and like? The white guy's congratulating all the other white guys, and he skips over the black guy. And then the black lieutenant or whatever goes up to the black guy and be like, uh, good job, bro, but watch out for the Cyclops. And then he don't know what the fuck that got to do with anything. Did he so, call it the one-eyed monster? The Cyclops. I think he just said Cyclops. He said Cyclops? Yeah. So, um, and then you go fast forward into Will's timeline, and then all of a sudden he's on the street, and then he sees this white guy trying to, you know. The Yellow King from True Detective. Yeah, he's trying, to, he's trying to blow up this store, and like, no, but like in the middle of, of of the town, and everybody can see him, and even the cop, like he's a cop, he got to stop it. So he's right. trying to question him, and this is 1938, by the way. I let him mm. ride. So a black cop in 1938, obviously we know it's, it, it, this episode has all the tropes. I was saying, one hundred percent, it had all the tropes. It, 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 it was the melting pot. Of black trauma. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is a fact. It's but with the whole blue wall Cyclops thing and the, the, the clan being led behind uh, the early police. Like I, like you said, they had all of the tropes, and I think they did. Like they did a good job explaining his position and how it would lead him to becoming hooded justice. Which I feel like that that's what this whole episode was mm-hmm. for to show us that origin story in this world of hooded justice. Because you kind of have, yeah. Because the first one obviously was when they. Fucked up Tulsa. Right. You know, and and then the second one was when they strung his ass up. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's when he decided to... to that they had him yeah. fucked up. <laughs> well, basically, yeah. Because <laughs> he came in, he beat the shit out of them. Man, listen, he beat their asses. Like, if, if, if it really... And I think with the way they shot it and they did it, it made it really seem like he had superhuman strength. It did. 
Yep. And, you know, that's the thing that they say about another thing that they say about, you know, black people is that yeah, they we have strong, good yeah, animals yeah. and all of that. Even, stuff. um, even Angela, uh, yeah, Angela, she, the way she fights, you would think she was like, has superpowers. It's a little superhuman. Yeah. Or like, you know, like cat like reflexes mm-hmm. and everything. Yeah. Great. So, yeah, it was, it was, uh, Going into his past and then, like, how he tried to arrest the white guy. The white guy got off because he was, I guess, a part of the Cyclops yeah. membership. Yeah. and One of the leaders, actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, it, and he just saw him on the street. The guy bumped into him and was like, hey, what's up? I think the whole scene was dope. Uh, they, 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 the police, like, don't don't talk about my uh, fellow officer like that in his face. And then, mm-hmm. obviously, we seen what was going on behind the scenes. And... um just him digesting all that and realizing, I think that that put into context what he was up against, mm-hmm. right? Like we knew that he was, it's the thirties and he's a black man trying to be a police officer, but even in more depth of these people that are around me, these are my quote unquote blue brothers. They got this ulterior thing going on as well that I have to be careful of. So I think it did a good job of putting everything into context of how it builds up to him being. Hood even justice. Yeah. Even the, uh, the white cop who does all the books. Yeah, just That's like, look, you, man, you, go home, bro. Leave it alone, dog. No, like, leave it alone. Um, and then he does go home. Well, no, they did the fake lynching, right? We have to bump well, into yeah. him. He, well, he finds out. Well, he he, he kinda, got away. The the Jew, the dude that bombed the Jewish deli mm-hmm. got away, and then he was like, follows him through that whole thing, goes to the precinct. Then the boys come and ask him to go for a ride as far as the police, and he's feeling down about it. Then they cut him off in the alley. We well, before, some... before they cut him off in the alley, when they drive off, because mm-hmm. they asked him a bunch of times. Yeah, they you drive off, with us? There was like two dead bodies or whatever. Oh, on the back of the truck. Oh, the truck. car. Yeah, you're I right. couldn't tell if that was real or not. Yeah, yeah, was... yeah that was odd. I couldn't like, tell if it was real or not. I think it was. It was a hallucination Symbolism. in a hallucination. See, that's what's mm. pissing me off. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Like, is but going I think on? that was the show that they represent trouble. Like, this is their this is their modern day. They needed lynching. that to show. Mm. They didn't need it. They yeah, didn't, like, need, they didn't need a lot of shit in that. this episode. We could pick up on but, that. Um, um, I think that that scene though, uh, they, they, when they hung him and strung him, that was that was very well done as far as making you feel like and claustrophobic. They, they held you into because they they had yeah, you from his perspective. You were almost like, hold on, let's go. I'm looking around too Like I'm dangling Right Like hold on man This, this feel a little funny But uh, I think they did a great job In capturing that yeah. And uh, him getting out of that And so. then they just cut him off And, and let him drop mm-hmm. like, yeah, Next keep, time we, we ain't gonna do this We ain't, so, gonna, we ain't gonna cut you off I'm yeah. like shit Like damn This is, the, this is like training day But opposite <laughs> Right Can I exactly. ask a stupid question So were we supposed to infer That there was some connection Between so were one of those guys was that supposed to be the original chief's grandfather? Because mm. it was clearly the same tree, and it was like the same type of thing that happened. So, ah, is that why they that's hung him question. there? I think that's a good question because I don't know. Oh. If if you go deeper into that, that same guy, the main one that would be the chief's grandfather, was the one talking into the microphone at the movies. Telling black people to harm each other, to never harm a white. Oh, that guy. was his that grandfather. Was the exact same. I'm saying if that's oh, 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 oh. if your hypothesis right, 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 is true, right. there, then that would make well, sense I, because I, he was the same one doing the reading and doing right. all that. So he was the most involved. So I could see that being the chief's grandfather. Well, this this is in New York City, right? Yeah. So they could have moved. In Tulsa. How did he get in Tulsa? That's my only question. Oh, right. I thought it was the same tree. Maybe it wasn't. 
It, it was looked, the it, same tree. So then, how was it? Wait, it did look like the same. It looked tree, like the same know, tree, but I think maybe. it. I think it was just more ah, symbolic than actual like location. Yeah. See, okay. This, yeah, you're right. <laughs> that was a Lindelof tree. <laughs> I could be it wrong. It did look like the same tree until y'all just said it. But he was in New York City. New York City. Yeah. Because that's why he uh his um. His wife was saying, "I'm leaving to go to Tulsa." To that now that okay, I've I've heard commentary on that relationship, but I want to ask you guys about that. Okay. Do y'all think that that's strange? Because I was listening to another podcast, the relationship in general. Yeah, yeah, breakdowns about it's this. It's a little strange. And I see, I was flabbergasted because they were talking about how strange this relationship was, yet they glossed over the relationship between the two superheroes. They they thought that this was a strange relationship, him and the little girl, because he found her in the field yeah. and raised her up. They thought that was a strange relationship than the two guys being homosexual, well, which I just couldn't understand. Well, I just thought it was it's it's a little weird because it was like when he was a kid and he picked her up, he he just seemed more like aware of everything that I would he expect was just from older a kid. Than she was. But not that much older. He like he was at least four or five. And she was an infant, so like four yeah. years. Yeah, and then you grow up and you that becomes your lover. Yeah, uh, I, don't, I don't see nothing wrong. I, like, yeah, why was that weird? I would think that was more of a brother sister relationship because I, I thought that's what it was. I thought that was his little sister. Or so somebody. she grew up. She was right. Like, and he seen. He's like, all right. I've been all this time. I love I you. See, anyway, sister. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. Sister. What's up, sis. What's up, sis? Not her. But yeah, I I just thought that was a little weird. But I could get past that. Yeah. But I just thought their relationship dynamic in general was kind of like, I don't know, like, what do they do for each other outside of being in this world together? Like, it seems like they came, they went through some traumatic shit together. Obviously, she was a baby, but he remembers more. But them growing up together, like, what was their, I don't know. I, I, I know why they have a bond, but I wanted to see that more fleshed out mm. and more concrete. But as the story went on, it was more loose. Well, it yeah. wasn't really about their relationship, mm-hmm. you know. It was that that was, I think, I think obviously that was how we got to Angela, and I think that was obviously a, a way of just saying that he's queer, mm-hmm. and you know he was basically wearing masks, you know, in a multiple, mm-hmm. in, in, in a couple mm-hmm. of different ways, you know, with them. Sleeping with you know the white guy and you know the whole download yeah. thing. Remember that happened? Yeah, that is so. True. So so yeah, that that's how I took it. Mm. And it was yeah, it was funny how she after he got lynched or almost lynched, he ended up saving some white folks right after that. Right after that, in like a, literally in a hood walked and, into yeah. that. Like, he, but him. but he was being a hero. So I don't think he looked at them as white people. I think it was just him just doing. What he set out to do, and that was oh. to save lives. I thought True. he was going to attack somebody, and probably that too. That too. Yeah, he get had to get some that. anger out yeah, too. Get yeah. that off. Yeah, and I, th- I think him getting the feedback from the okay. newspaper on what this did, like did being praised, I do think that that went a long way for him too. Hmm. Um, so let's get into the the relationship uh, aspect between <laughs> the hooded justice and the other superhero, because like they sh- they make this episode like he's the first superhero. Or yeah, the origin story of yeah. Yeah, him, and it comes out of a, from a minority's perspective, mm-hmm. which I, is is unique because I, like, even I read, though I'm saving people, I still gotta hide the fact I'm black. Well, not even that too. Just the fact that like the screenwriter was saying, like you wouldn't expect someone like a Batman to be a superhero because he's to a be rich, he's a rich white man, yeah, with, a rich with, white dude with, uh-huh. who has all the like. Why would he need to deal with justice when he could just buy off the judges and all that mm-hmm. shit with his money and wealth? That's what most billionaires do anyway. But for a black person or a minority person. 
growing up and like living throughout this lifestyle yeah, it would just make more sense it make more sense so that's why i was like he's he was the inspiration for the minute man mm. and um you agree with that I think it's int- I think that's a that's a good take. I agree with that because really? especially if you're defending your own hood, just like if you look at that and you consider like the Black Panthers, if they could mm, get okay. superhero powers, that's you know, true. instead of just walking around with guns, they would have. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, I thought that angle was actually that's why I like this episode so much because I was like, that shit makes the most fucking sense. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah. I like so, it. So, uh, but when the what was his name, Captain Manhattan or Metropolis? Metropolis. Captain Metropolis. Yeah. When he came over. And it was like, yeah, we we've been we know you work with them. Like, can you send them a message so you can join up with us? I thought that was weird, just from the fact that his his wife, the hooded justice wife, was like, I don't trust this mm-hmm. this dude at all. And the whole time before leading up to that point, he's been listening to his wife. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, this white dude come out of nowhere, and now he's bumping uglies with him. Literally that next scene. And then see, that was my issue that I had with it because, like you say, he had been listening to his wife. But I think that the guy came in and it was obvious that they were speaking in in, in, in tones as to where other things were going on. Mm-hmm. Like you could tell that, hey, I am this guy that I'm claiming to be a representative right. for. I, I know that you are hooded justice, right? Like he's speaking indirectly like we know in these things. So I just didn't get how that went from because I didn't pick up on anything homosexual from that. Me neither. So it went from being able to pick up on those clues and missing the most obvious one going to the next scene as to them, them being in the bed together, which I felt like was senseless. Like, I didn't understand what that added to it. Because it, he doesn't even talk about that in, in his upbringing as far Nowhere. as his, his like question. It was like we threw this in here yeah. to appease people. Well, it was, it was, again, it was all about like this episode had all the gumbo of a black trope, or like mm. with the, I feel like right now in in t- it's in the album, it's in the title of the episode, the extraordinary being, the extraordinary man, and that's why there's so much in it, and is so uh, is telling you that the black man is all of these things, mm. you know, they're they're queer. You know, they sleep with a man or sleep with a woman. Heroes. They could be heroic. They could be supernatural. You know, uh, it's it's like all of that like wrapped into one. Mm. And to to a certain degree, I I I, I do agree with you um, that you know it felt like they were doing too much by adding in that extra layer there. But at the same time, like they only have this one character to to kind of put all of this out there and with it being about race, you know, um, underneath on the surface or whatever you want to look at it. Like, I think they had to use this guy to put all that out there. Cause we know there were obviously gay, gay yeah, people right. back in the thirties and the forties and the fifties, but they had to hide that not only from the outside world, but they had, had to hide it from their wife as well. Um, they had to hide it from their own community. So, um, so I think that, they were throwing that bone out there, but also letting it be known that it did exist. But it didn't make sense yeah. to me because it, it was didn't. Just, it, no, because it was just like again, it, it just seemed like they were doing it just because you can't like Mike's point about the series in general. Like, why can't black people just be superheroes? Like, why? Like, why do you need to throw all that stuff onto someone? But I think a gay, to create uh, a whole a superhero. Gay person, why can't we be? Why can't we be superheroes? No, that's, that's I can't even see a gay person being cool. They with probably because it, it, it didn't. It, it didn't. Not it, it, it came out of sense. nowhere, and it was still it was still forcing this idea of hiding who you are anyway. So I mean, I just think 
personally, I still like this episode more than the others. I thought that shit was terrible writing. Me too. Because it made no sense. There was no lead up. There was no payoff. There was no unpacking of it. That was was my thing. Nothing. But the lead up was previous episodes where they show um, the the, the TV show of him being gay. Yeah, I got that. It it, it seemed like that was just a really whack way to like bring all that shit around because it was like, why are you even putting this in the show, period? How does this affect him? How does this affect what his decision making? How does this affect... Because not like he fell in love with exactly. him. I could see if he fell in love with it. It was guy. all about sex. They were just fucking. Right. And that's so it didn't make any it. sense. No, no, no. I, I I did not like that element. I didn't. It, it was a it was an eye roll moment for me. Um because like what Spike said, it felt like they were pandering. But yeah. it, it I, I could see the de- while I don't agree with the decision making, I could see why Corey Jefferson, the guy that wrote this episode, would do that. Is he black? He's yeah, black. He's yeah. Black. I, I can see why he would do that because that's kind of where we are right now anyway, where we're trying to be all include everybody in, in the black experience or as part of black. You could have just done a better job with it, though. That's my only issue. I don't have True. a problem with him being bisexual. I have no issue with that at right. all. I just thought that the way that they forced, like they literally just forced this shit it into was the cheap. show. It was cheap. And, the, yeah. and the, man, the main guy who portrays this character, his whole demeanor is very neutral sometimes. Like, when he was in, even when he was laying up with the dude, like Michael said, you can't even tell that they really in love or anything. It was just like, yeah, it was just like, like this even, just happened. Like I just had a flame with you. Yeah. Like that, that, that. I, I agree with you one hundred percent. His whole tone and demeanor about it, and you're like, give me some sort of payoff for this as to why you guys went from you recruiting him to be a part of the Minutemen to y'all sleeping together. Right. Like, was that, what, like, was that a, a, a further way for you to, to get in the like? Here? Yeah. It, was that it a part of like it? That. Like, I, exactly. And I just think that they left it too up in the air. And I know people will probably criticize us because we they think we're criticizing it because it's homosexual. That's not the case at all. I just think that they could have added a lot more to that. If they, if the storytelling. It yes, it's really more the storytelling. Yeah. Because yeah. I mean, even if it wasn't a gay dude, if he just all of a sudden he just bounced and was like fucking another, another chick, chick like, okay, well, I would have the same issues. Like, where right. the fuck did this come from? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I just think it's an added WTF because it's another dude and mm-hmm. it's, it didn't lead up. It didn't explain it. It just came completely out of left field. And again, it seemed like if they made it to where there was a reason for him doing this, being the white guy, I forget his name now. If, Metropolis. If they, yeah. Metropolis. If they later on said that, oh, no, he was just doing that because he wanted to bring you in or something, I would have been like, okay. But I agree with you there. If sense. there had been a payoff in there, because they did have the, those two detectives did say that Captain Metropolis and Hoover had tapes where they were in homosexual activities together as well. So if they had hashed it out more that Metropolis was only trying to get in his pants and right. that was the whole reason for the meeting. Because even when for, he called uh, for him. For Hoover to, to expose. Yeah, well, Hoover. even just that he had an arterial motive in it being that he was just homosexual. He was trying to sleep with him because he slept with Hoover. And even here in this scenario, after he slept with him, he kind of cheapened his um what he brought to the group because he called him and told him about the Cyclops thing and he wanted him to like, get all the Minutemen out, come help me do this. And he was like, oh, i just put your mask on and come over and sleep with me. Like yeah, his whole relationship stupid. with him, it seemed like, was based upon them having and that's, sex. And that's what I was wondering. Like, what does this Metropolis mean something for the white community as far as how to interact with black people? Mm-hmm. And they may seem like an ally, but they're really not. 
Mm. Like I, that was the it was like I'm reaching at this point because I'm where trying to the gay part come in though. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that doesn't that's make sense. Where you keep coming. That part makes sense. You're reaching, but that part does make sense. Yeah, yeah. I just don't get because I actually I did get that part from like yeah. like there are a lot of things I, I thought the, that you go through when like that guy was sitting there trying to sell him on becoming a minute man when he was also telling him, well, you know, you can't be black and do this, right? Right. So like you can have all this and be this hero and all these things, but you still have to hide who you are as far as being a black man. So I got all of those things from it, but like Mike said, like where does the gay part come in at though? Yeah. Like it just never made sense. And even going back to his relationship with his wife, um, how that I don't know if like I was thinking like okay maybe this is how they break up or like the, mm, the she found out about it. He had found out about her or something like that, but it wasn't even that. It was like you just became more wrapped up in your superhero shit than like she was like I thought this was a release for you, but now you're being obsessed by it and. Yeah, it just yeah, I it, did it went off the rails after that. Him putting on white face, <laughs> you know, to fight crime. I thought that was dope. That that was, that, yeah, that was very interesting. interesting. That was more, yeah. That was I, I found that interesting um, aspect of it, and you know, different things that it was kind of putting out there, the different messages that it was kind of mm-hmm. conveying, and and kind of going back to you know, um, Metropolis. Like I think what it shows is that you know, for that black people are. You know, they're for their usage. Um, not specifically now, but kind of back then. Like, you know, we're going to take your babies and we're going to make mm-hmm. you slaves. And, you know, if we want to sleep with you, we're going to sleep with you. You can't do anything mm-hmm. about it. We're going to use you up. And then if you parallel that with the clones as well, that's kind of the same thing. It's like here are these, these creatures that they don't consider human at all. Just and we take them, we put them in an incinerator. We we um we send them off in space and we use them to form a message to save us, you know. Like all of that stuff kind of probably really comes together when you think about like this is kind of talking about race in a couple of different ways. I see that. I, I, I that. thought it was really dope that he did use white face until the very last fight, and I didn't notice it until I until I, I watched it again because I didn't understand what the fuck was going on. But if you watch the very last fight with, with um, Hooded Justice, when he goes and he attacks the guy in the movie mm-hmm. theater and all, he wasn't wearing the white face then. Mm. That was the Damn, only time that. where he goes mm. in and it's, cause he takes it off he does. after he does it. And you see that he's, doesn't, right he's not wearing it. So it was like all these other times, it was like he had to pretend he was white until he was actually fighting for a cause that he Believe was 100% behind. Because yeah, yeah. he's like, yo, these guys are trying to assassinate right. My people. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was actually super. And then there was a line about what I think Metropolis told him, like, I can't solve black unrest. You got to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, wow. You, he yeah. Did yeah. Say so he, he did. did. Say, I'm He's not like, here for that. Yeah, that's yep. what Wow. I didn't catch that. Which is why that was going back to a segment we had on Is the Mic Still On? I was saying, like, with the allies thing, I was like, it, 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 re- it has to go back to the people that it affects the most. They have to be the ones that create the change at least that's my perspective because yeah, it's you're still it, wrong though yeah you I, I may be wrong on that but <laughs> it just seemed like that was just a, a tell like you can't you can't expect help from that all the time metropolis was wrong on that but we ain't got time to unpack that <laughs> that just shows that certain white people just don't give a fuck that's 100 true. <laughs> pretty 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 straight <laughs> yeah, to the point <laughs> uh, we, we, so uh going back a little bit uh just uh I like the one thing I, I'm going to talk about. What I liked about it, the, this episode, the re-edition of. Remember, um, I was talking to you earlier about the Minute Man, that TV show 
where he jumps into the uh, market mm-hmm. and busts through the glass. Through the window. It was the that was a dope. The that actual, was an original scene. Yeah, yeah. The, the actual scene was when him busting it out because mm-hmm. the guy was actually trying to kill him. And then how they just paused it. And they brought you back to Oh the, yeah. And, like Angela right, was yeah. talking to them. Like that, that was, was crazy. that was just that was, that was cinematography. Good TV that was good TV. Like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And I like the way they were weaving her in and out. You know, again that talks about uh generational uh trauma, like um her again, I think I said this earlier, like experiencing <laughs> like the things that he went through, mm-hmm. living his pain, you know, the his joy, you know, and, and all of that. His anger, her going through that instead of being told that. Mm. It's probably a completely different experience that she'll have coming out of that. Yeah. Did you guys take anything from the uh, how they were uh, manipulating the black people from the cinema? That was amazing. Things that they yeah, that watch. was dope. That was dope. That was amazing. I, I, I thought that was very good as far as the symbolism and how they always try to say that movies and music influence our culture yes. more so than anything else. I think that was really good symbolism. It reminded me of Kingsman, too, a little bit. Remember uh, the first one mm-hmm. when um, – it, the, their phone ring off and they, they had the mind chip in yep. and everybody started going yeah. crazy. Mm-hmm. Like that's what it reminded me of. Yeah, that. when he starts talking to that that girl, and she's just like, "Yeah, I started attacking people, and I have no, no idea, idea why." why. I was like, mm-hmm. "Okay, this is weird. Where is this going?" But when they showed that dude in the chair, that was dope. I was like, "Wow, that's crazy. very." Crazy. And it's a white dude in the chair who's yeah. telling like. When a lot of times that was the same white dude that lynched him. Yeah. yeah, and he was also saying like, "Don't hurt any white any, any white people, people, yeah. white people at all. Only hurt." And then when you're done, punch yourself in the face, face yeah. over and over again. I that was, was like, some deep shit. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. Like that was crazy. And then interesting that Will used that on the chief to get him to hang himself. Mm-hmm. So I, I thought that was a dope tie-in because mm-hmm. he had a little flashlight and had yep. it in there. And, and I knew he wasn't deep. strong. I knew that's, that's all I wanted to see. Like, <laughs> I wasn't sure. I thought the pills may have had something. He to can do. walk, yeah. but he ain't that strong. He's yeah. still old. It's still Lou Gossett Jr. But the chief. The chief did mm-hmm. say that that wasn't him. He said that that clan's robe wasn't his. And it, was his it. it was his, his uh, granddad. It was his grandfather, but and heritage, right? <laughs> and you kept it. What do they say all the time? This Racism is our, is, her- yeah. exactly. our history. Mm-hmm. This is our history, our heritage. We can't turn down the Confederate flag. Right. This, is, this is our mm-hmm. our her- heritage. Heritage is not hate, dude. Right. Yeah, which is not a, hate. could be a, a code for uh, racism as White well. supremacy. You know, or your way to hide behind that. And that's why I loved his response. Was like, well, if this is something that you're proud of, why don't why you, you hiding in the closet? And he was like, nigga, you don't know me. That's So that was that was nice. Yeah, what they were trying to go back. You know, Go on, away with that. We forgot to talk about. Uh, uh, Vite's been in and out through all these episodes. I'm uh, lost. Awesome. That, that, right. I have no episode idea <laughs> what the fuck is going on with episode Asian five. Body. Had him. Uh, he finally saw what was. We got finally see what's on the other side, and that's that he's actually is on the on a moon or some type of other. He's planet. on Jupiter's third moon, or some shit like that. I looked up on the, the Wikipedia. It's, it's, I can't think of the name of the moon, but it's on one of Jupiter's moons. So all those dead bodies that we saw in a other and earlier episodes we see that he was using those to just throw them across so he could spell out spell out save me somebody because there's a satellite going around save me d so we don't know if it's dr manhattan daughter uh they say dr manhattan may be daughter because him and lady true may have some like that's his daughter or whatever uh but those are the only two theories that i see i'm not even trying anymore (laughs) yeah i'm done with that 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 uh, storyline is like done to me so and, and i think it was at that moment where i was like Okay, Lindelof is doing it again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> y'all so, and and y'all that's that's when I became me. frustrated with the show because we were doing okay up until this point. I'm like, 
right, here we go with all of the real aloof, ambiguous shit that makes no damn sense and doesn't tie into anything. And what frustrates me is that it's it's supposed to be one season. That's it. One complete story. Ah. And he's going to do the thing that he always does. And I'm like, another black smoke. So, so going back to Mike's frustration, I don't think like this is a show you can do that with. That's what I was going to ask you. Can you do that with a, with a such quote unquote pro black show? I don't feel like you should do that with the Watchmen. No, I don't, forget uh, the pro black stuff. He should have made the, his own fucking franchise. The Watchmen yes. is the one you don't play loosely with. Yes. That. Yeah. Because a lot I of agree. people. I see what you're saying. Because like you, you can't leave it up for interpretation if it's such a definite series. Right? right. It's already out. This there. already has a universe. You can't, you can't do a lost ending where you'd be like, well, people died in season four. You know, like, bro, no, nah, you can't do that. I right. see what y'all are saying. Yeah. You're introducing your own shit to the to 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 this universe, yeah. which which is a lot of people's criticism of the show early on was that. But it was fine early on. I think now it's like nah, I felt it was fine, and I understand people had criticism. But six episodes in, I'm like, man, we got what three left? Yeah, if we got to wrap it up in three, it's gonna exactly. be a lot. Two thirds of the season's not, already done. Yeah, yeah if, it, if it has to wrap up, if I need answers to all my questions in these next three episodes, they can't introduce nope. anything else new. Like I can't nope. watch tonight and then be like, uh oh, another cliffhanger. Like, nah, bro. How are you going to wrap this up in three episodes? There's so much. What if he doesn't care about (laughs) wrapping shit up? And that's why at this point, um, I I like his shows visually. Mm -hmm. But as a story, I think he fucking sucks. Mm. I think he sucks. And I think him walking into an established world like this and being like, I'm just going to do all this weird, crazy (laughs) shit. Oh, look at me. It's it's whack. Like, I gave up at episode three. You did? And the only oh yeah, I was like fuck, this is stupid. And the only reason I came back is because everyone was bugging about episode six, six and they're making it seem like it was the best thing ever made. So I was like, let me go, let me go get caught back up. And I did, and I was still like, man, what the fuck, man? Yeah, like what are you doing? Yeah, I, I think in this new world, they just like the totality of blackness that was thrown all in this mm-hmm. episode That's into what it this one like. guy. Yep, I agree with that. But no, because there was uh, there were some white people, white friends that I have that don't really even. I don't want to say they don't care about race issues, but they never they never get themselves involved in those. Mm-hmm. So when they were like, yo, this episode's amazing, I'm like, all right, if you're saying this is amazing, my man Dark One saying it's amazing, all these dudes on Twitter, I'm going to go check it out. Because I don't think they were looking at – the white people may not have been looking at it uh, through the veil of – of blackness or racism that we How watched. could you avoid that? Like this whole episode I, was nothing but race. Because I mm-hmm. think for well, yes it was, but I think maybe just took it for what it was. Well I just think this is, is I don't know. this episode I hit more towards non black to me than black folks. That's it, why I, I personally like episode five. Wait, not, this episode what? I think I this was like non black people's perception of what a good episode for black people. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like I'm it, saying. It, it hit White people and other people who are like non-black different, and they were like, "Black people us. would love this," yeah, just really? because I, I I think because that's like the perception, like what Ken says, it was huh. all encompassing. Like we realized that the black guy's a superhero, uh-huh. and he's gay. Yeah, and well, I don't know, well, he's bisexual. Yeah, he's, he's bisexual. bisexual. But I do think, like what you said, Ken, and, and bringing the title into it. You hmm. get those critic white people that are overly woke, and they're like, yeah. "This is the perfect episode." Yeah, I bet Black American culture will like. Love how can this. you criticize Got this episode? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's easily. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. But like, obviously, we can. Yeah, but, but they, they cannot. They, they cannot. I get you. I get you. Mm-hmm. So it's like what you said about the Pippa so Butterfly. Yeah, it's yeah, like I see, if you I see what you're saying. Come off like you're racist. Exactly. I see what you're saying. Got it. 
All right, that's the three pack. We got mm-hmm. three more episodes. Hopefully, Lindelof don't let us down, man. And we come in here for the season finale, pissed off. <laughs> so, I'm ready. I'm, it, I'm it prepared. Could the, it could be the series finale. He, 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 he was doing so well. They said this though. was it. They said, yeah, it's definitely just. One. If it do too well, they may have to. Because he, he, I know we're wrapping up, but he's he had people in the room, in the writers' room, that kind of kept him, mm-hmm. kind of like in 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 the lane mm-hmm. with. A, but did he? They let him off the chain with <laughs> yeah, this. Yeah, they did. He just they went off road. Yeah. I'm surprised people are liking it as much as they are. I'm super surprised that people are loving it. I think it's the era we in, the comic book era. Like, people are going to just anything. And also Trump era, running. too. I think oh, well, the, yeah, it is a heavy race nah, era, too. I just mean with how disjointed this fucking show is. And it's I'm still really surprised on. that so many people, like your average person, is just like, oh, the show's incredible. I was surprised when I saw Sinbad tweet about this episode. He's like, I love it. And I was like, uh, <laughs> Young Sinbad. He probably, <laughs> way to rap. That's a way to rap right there. Much shout out to Sinbad. Yeah, man. Sinbad's cool. I'm just joking. <laughs> I love Sinbad. All right, man. We appreciate you guys joining us. Uh, we definitely are going to wrap this up, like we said, with the final three episodes. We out. Yeah. Peace. Peace.